listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and Nurse Practitioner at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. And today we're going to be talking about the Mississippi um, Health Improvement Plan. And I've got two guests with me from the Mississippi State Department of Health. And we would love to take your questions or your comments today. Our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 You can always send me an email at fit at mpbonline.org. And we'll be back after the news. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. It's Monday, and so that means it is healthy and fit time. And I'm your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and Nurse Practitioner at UMMC. And today with me, I have DeMatt Harkins and Katherine Richardson. They are with the Mississippi State Department of Health. And we're going to be talking um, about a website that you may have seen called Uproot and that initiative, as well as um, some state health indicators and the plan to be a healthier Mississippi. If you have questions or comments about that, we would love to talk with you today. Our number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. And as always, you can send me an email. That's fit at mpbonline.org. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. How are y'all? Wonderful. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Yes. Did it you eat too fantastic. much? Yes. <laughs> That's not what you're supposed to say. This is healthy and fit. You're supposed to say, no, of course not. I ate an appropriate amount and I was not overstuffed at all. And I'm, I'm really quite hungry. Only uh, green vegetables. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I At least some of- green vegetables. I'll take it. <laughs> if there's anything green on the plate, I will call it a win. That's what happens at my house. I'm like, well, it was green. It counts. And it wasn't jello. So... There we go. Well, I'm glad y'all had a good Thanksgiving. I'm glad you're able to come in and talk with me today because Uproot is something that I've kind of I've seen bits and pieces of it. Um, You know, I've been at some events where I've had, you know, booths set up for lifestyle medicine and that kind of stuff. And I've seen like a booth over there that says Uproot. And I'm like, hmm. That sounds like a vegetable. Like <laughs> maybe I should go over and talk to them. But it's not a vegetable. But maybe eating vegetables probably is a part of some of the plan because I know it's uh, related toward the health of of Mississippi, right? So let's start with y'all are with the State Department of Health. Tell me what you guys do over there. Well, I'm I'm Demetta Harkins, and uh, I'm the director of project coordination in the Office of Performance Improvement. That sounds very important. Oh, it's incredibly important. <laughs> um, excuse me. Uh, but our office uh, uh, helped facilitate uh, accreditation for the agency. Okay. Uh, accreditation of health departments is something that's relatively new nationally. Hmm. And uh, coming up with some of the, the elements that led up to the Uproot Initiative are part of that. Okay. And Catherine, what do you do over there? I am the brand new director of the Office of Performance Improvement. Um, My previous position was accreditation um, specialist. Okay. 
um, prior to that. Well, that sounds equally as important. And I know day day two of the job, this is uh, <laughs> a great way to kick it off is coming on the radio. So I'm glad you were able to do that. Now, let's kind of start with kind of how this started or, or what Uproot is, especially if you've seen, you know, maybe uh, an ad for Uproot or something like that. What what the heck is Uproot? All right. Uproot is a website and it's uprootms.org. Okay. Uprootms.org. Uprootms.org. <laughs> <laughs> Rolls and, off the tongue. And what it is, is it's a website where folks can either toot their own horn or where they can get inspired by other people's success stories of where they had a small idea that had a big impact on their community's health. Um, now, the way this works is we have what we call the momentum of health. And the idea is everyday Mississippi, you, you, you kind of touched on it with the, uh, with the kind of, you, you said uproot sounds mm-hmm. like some kind of food or something. That's kind of the agrarian idea is that it's, it's from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the idea where any, any Mississippian can come up with a small idea, partner with someone in their community to, uh, to develop an initiative and that gets covered on our website via success gotcha. story to inspire other people to do the same thing. So say, for example, someone from Vicksburg gets together with their Rotary Club and they find a vacant lot, put down an asphalt walking path. Small idea, big impact right. on their community's health. Now, say someone in past Christiane goes onto the website and sees that and they say, hmm, there's a vacant lot near me. Why don't I get together with my employer and we plan a community garden? And that teaches people not only about outside activity, but health and and things such as that. And then say someone from Tupelo goes onto the website and sees both of those stories and say, hey, why don't I get together with my church and collect used bicycles and redistribute them to folks who need them for either transportation or health? And so this is the this is the momentum of health. Right. And that's why our tag is building a healthy Mississippi from the ground up. From the ground up. And that's really where it has to start, you know, because communities are invested in in their health, you know. And they know what needs to be done in their community. You know, um prior, you know, back probably 10, 15, 20 years ago, when we started thinking about how we want to make things healthier, it was very much a what my idea of healthy is and let me do it to you not with you and they often didn't match up it wasn't that they weren't great ideas but it wasn't exactly what the community needed at that time you know i remember um one of our population health uh, folks at umc talking to us about um you know a a community project for healthy exercise you know and they wanted to do uh they wanted to build sidewalks because this neighborhood had no sidewalks and people didn't walk. And so let's build a sidewalk, you know. So they got all this grant money and you know, built all these sidewalks and people still didn't walk. And so, you know, what the heck was going on? We, you know, we built these things. They should walk. There weren't any streetlights. Mm-hmm. So it was still dark mm-hmm. at night when folks were getting off work and would be able to, to do these types of things. And the neighborhood wasn't that safe. So they certainly weren't going to walk in the dark. So maybe the better thing would have been, you know, what's your greatest need right now? And yes. it could have been lighting and they and then sidewalks. So community assessments that involve community members is really how you get the best bang for your buck and make sure that what you're doing is not doing something to someone but doing something with someone to make the community a healthier place so i'm all fired up about this this thing 
the situation because it's really how we make change. Little changes, um, you know, little changes make big changes, make sustained impact. So those are out on the website, right? How how do you get featured on the website? Like if somebody does one of these cool things. You can go on, um, there's a contact button now. We did, we did some renovations on, okay. the, on some, the website. Some website cleaning? Yes, we did. Um, and you can um, press the contact button mm-hmm. and tell them all about what you're okay. doing. And then they'll create a story. They'll contact you back, okay. the managers of the website, and um, create a story and post it. That's fantastic. And I would actually love to hear from some listeners today if you've got either some ideas for some cool things that you could do in your community or maybe something that you've already done with your church or your ladies' organization or you know your kids' school, anything that you've kind of come up with. Because if it was a problem that you were facing – it's likely a problem that someone else in another community is facing or something similar that your solution could could help with or even any struggles that you've had while uh, while you're implementing these things. I'd love to hear those stories today. Our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can always email me at fit at mpbonline.org. I love to read those emails and share them with our listeners as well. All right, so we've got this website, but I feel like it probably didn't start with just a website, right? There's a, there was a whole lot of stuff that went into that. Y'all didn't just wake up one day and go, like, you know what? We're going to put a website up there and see what happens. Absolutely. <laughs> so how did we get to this, this very positive um, momentum of health that you're talking about? Okay, Catherine and I do work at the State Department of Health, but Uproot is a public and private partnership statewide it okay. is this is you know this is not some uh you know it's not some alias of the state department <laughs> of health this this is a this is an initiative that includes 90 statewide partners wow. um and this includes businesses and schools uh nonprofits religious organizations other state agencies uh foundations boards uh things such as that so it is it is not this is, you know, this is not a state. It's, uh, thing. it's not like a head top down thing. It's a bottom bottom up thing. Exactly, and that that, that is absolutely the point. Um, but so, starting about what three four years ago, the state had never conducted a state health assessment. Kind of the state of of our what what the heck is going on? You know, right. as far as health determinants and just overall, you know, disparities and that kind of thing. Yes, and ta- and taking a completely honest look. Right. Uh, and so this involved going across the state, and I believe nineteen thousand yes. surveys were completed. Wow. Yes. Um, so this this involved you know going to church groups, uh, hanging out in Walmart parking lots, uh, <laughs> you know any way to get kind of the pulse of what people have, what they don't have, what they're interested in doing, uh, what they may not be doing. Right. And, and kind of the reason why you're not doing it, because rarely it's just I don't want to. Sure, you know that's right. Oh. You know, it's it's usually some barrier that's there. So you really did a barriers assessment. You know what what's not going as great as we think it should go. What would we like to see change? And you know, how could we help you do that? Yes, and and the findings of this, by the way, are <laughs> on uprootms.org. And so with this health assessment, that helped inform the state health improvement plan. And say, so, in other words, all right, how do we address these? Uh, how, do, how do we remedy the situation? Right, that's right. But I'll bump Southern Remedy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so 
based on the assessment and based on the health improvement plan came four priorities. Okay. And these four priorities cover many things. Uh, I'm going to go, I, I like to go chronologically okay. uh, as far as life goes. Uh, imp- <laughs> that in- makes sense. <laughs> improve infant health, which, you know, which has an emphasis on education for new families. So things such as uh, safe sleep, uh, breastfeeding advocacy, things such as that. Increasing educational attainment with an emphasis on addressing dropout rates. So these are honest discussions about teen pregnancy, about mental health counseling, things such as that. What, you know, what are some barriers to graduation? Right. Uh, third priority, reducing chronic disease with an emphasis on battling obesity. And this is address, uh, you know, chronic disease may not be uh, uh, the best layman's term, but we're talking about diabetes, heart disease, uh, things that are developed into a heart way. attacks and strokes and all those things that are wrapped up in that that package of obesity and, and heart health. Yes. Yeah. And then and then the fourth priority is create a culture of health, which sounds abstract and you know like <laughs> how do I wrap my head around right. that? And uh, an easy way to summarize it is the emphasis of making healthy choices. Now, on a personal level, this is kind of what you were discussing earlier: is incremental lifestyle habit changes. Mm-hmm. You know, if you make some small changes uh, and then make many of them over time, it will have a great cumulative effect on your health and the community's health. And the other way, uh, create a culture of health works organizationally is businesses and organizations to focus on worksite wellness and coming up with new policies that kind of emphasize health. The, the idea of worksite wellness is if you create uh, healthy habits and make people more mindful and aware at work, that they will take these ideas at home, and so it'll create a culture of health in the home, and it'll create a culture of health in the community. Right, absolutely. You know, it really, it sounds very much like lifestyle medicine, which is the specialty that I practice, because that's what we're we're doing. We're doing little lifestyle behavior changes that while may seem very small and incremental, they build confidence in the fact that, okay, I won't die if I don't eat this particular way you know it'll be okay and you know actually this food tastes good i can do this and then you you know you make other little steps along the way and you know after a couple months you look back and you go dang like i'm much healthier than i would have been had i done these crash diets that i've been yo-yoing back and forth on year after year after year where i say you know all i'm going to drink is water and eat some celery for Mm -hmm. you know two weeks and i'm going to cleanse everything that that's not how that works Uh, but but we give it a a go you know and so um you know i'm really impressed with that on a a statewide level because that really is how you're going to make lasting change you can make drastic sweeping cuts with things that may work for a little while but they don't they're not sustainable because you've got to make it doable for people you know and that's about creating that culture of health so i want to talk more about the culture of health but it's time for us to take um, our first break of the show so if you guys have a question or a comment about the state health improvement plan or uproot or you have any success stories about how you're impacting your community i'd love to hear those today our number is 1-877-MPB-RING it's 1-877-672-7464 we'll be back after the break
This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell, and joining me in the studio today are D. Matt Harkins and Katherine Richardson with the Mississippi State Department of Health, and we're talking about the Fruit Initiative and the State Health Improvement Plan and kind of how that got started and the very cool website that is at uprootms.org that you can go to and look at really neat, innovative projects that are happening all across the state of Mississippi to kind of move the needle of Mississippi's health a little bit closer um, to the to the healthy end of the, the dial. And I know that there are cool things out there that are, that are happening and that are moving that needle closer to um, a healthier state. And if you've got a cool story out there about something that you might be doing in your community, your church, your ladies group, your kids school, your bunco team, whatever it is, I would love to hear it um, because your project may be just something that somebody else is looking for to um, spark a culture of health in their community. If you want to give us a call, that number is one eight seven seven mpb ring And my email is fit at mpbonline.org. All right, guys, before we went on the break, we talked about the website a little bit, and we kind of started to talk about the culture of health. And you talked a little bit about what the culture of health is, but you know, one of the things that, that I'm having the opportunity to witness firsthand is kind of our um, culture of health journey at the medical center, because we've got a, a very active um, worksite wellness uh, department now. Um, I'm actually lucky enough to be part of that with this new uh, role and job that I've taken on. And it, it's very much about weaving health just into every day language and conversation in life instead of just in your face all the time about you should eat that way you should do this you should move more it's very much just something that we see on a daily basis so that it becomes part of our our everyday life you know because there are lots of things that are part of our everyday life like my coffee this is part of my everyday life that that's part of my culture <laughs> and i'm trained my little kids to that coffee coffee comes first then talking um and that's, <laughs> that's how it works coffee talking then sometimes um getting dressed like but the coffee always comes before the putting on of, of any type of clothes that require matching and coordination <laughs> that that's me in a nutshell but you know for us at the medical center, you know, we've got little things going on. Like in the cafeteria, we've got something called fit meals. And so, you know, we've had, you know, dietitians look at things and, you know, this is the, the healthiest option today that we've got on our menu. And it's just going to put up there on the board so that you don't walk up to the line and go, what what is healthy? What am I supposed to get? You know, not you have to get this, right? But if you would like to make a healthier choice, we have that option pushed out for you there right simple as you know putting calorie labels on on the foods that are in the cafeteria already you know the the thing of grapes and cheese that are sitting there you know how many calories are you spending on that not don't eat that but this is how many calories you're spending if you do that you know we've got um farmer's market that comes on site once a quarter and 
so we're we're living out the you should eat fresh fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. by bringing those onto campus um, and allowing people to come down there and shop. You know, and so they're just little tiny things that are interwoven into our daily existence now you know we've got a very robust branding uh, called everyday wellness that we have Um, and so now pretty much anytime you see something come out that looks health related for employees it's going to have that brand on the bottom of it because we're trying to push out that consistent messaging that you know wellness doesn't have to be hard Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be something that you dread it's just something that should be every day what you do so i'm a big proponent of changing that culture of health now it's not easy to change a, a you know just think about your own family when you bring in something new and healthy <laughs> <laughs> you <Sure. know? laughs> it can be a battle you know we've um i have been plant-based for a little over a month now um, as far as my dietary pattern. And that's cha- that's a, a culture change at our house. You know, we're used to a big slab of meat and some taters, you know, mm-hmm. uh, on that plate. And so it, it's it's a, a very much a different shift into thinking about the way that you eat and that food can still be delicious and tasty and it doesn't have to be fried and, you know, coated in things. But, you know, some of us in the family are, are buying that, that shift a little bit easier than others <laughs> that will remain nameless. Um, but <laughs> tell me kind of about the culture of health initiative that you guys have going on. Well, um, so well, I'll give you two examples. Okay. Here's, here's uh, where a small idea has a big impact on the community's health. Um, the Jackson police department's uh, training Academy uh, here in town has a big old gym. And at some point, they were like, wait a minute, we don't use this gym all the time. Why don't we open it to everybody? And so anybody can go to JPD's gym and use it. Small idea with a huge impact on uh, that neighborhood's health. Yeah. Uh, Another example, and I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, so I won't give any actual numbers. But I think it was about a year ago where an optometrist in Hattiesburg had read in the paper that uh, it was maybe the third grade reading levels were down. Like, mm-hmm. you know, X amount had had failed the reading test. And and they were like, wait a minute, you know, hold on. And got some other optometrists together and tested the kids that did not pass the reading test. And sure enough, the majority of them needed glasses. Yeah. So those are two uh, those are two examples of things that we've uh, that we featured and the ideas of how a small idea can have a big impact on a community's health. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're looking for on UprootMS.org is for people to share those and to get inspired to do something on their own with partners in their community. Right. And I mean, yeah, the the school children, when that, you know, struck a chord with me because in, you know, my prior life, I was a pediatric nurse and um, a school-based nurse practitioner for many mm-hmm. years. And, you know, we would often see children who were struggling academically or were struggling behaviorally. You know, they were not not paying attention or acting out in class and those kinds of things. And 
Oftentimes, it was a sensory deficit, either a vision problem or a hearing issue. Um, and, you know, kids that can't see and kids that can't hear, they can't learn and they don't pay attention. And it's not because they're just wanting to not pay attention. It's because there's nothing to hold their attention because they're not receiving mm-hmm. those messages the same way. And so, you know, for communities that are out there, you know, that can be something that, you know, the the PTA could organize is a hearing and vision screen for your kiddos. You know, when we would get called out to do screenings at different community events, everybody wants blood pressure, blood sugar, and um, BMI done. Yes. You know, they do. Um, and, and we do those, and we're happy to do those. Most people have a pretty good idea of what their blood pressure is. Um, they may not have been counseled appropriately on what that number means, but they, they know that what their number is. A lot of folks do. Um, most of the folks that come through health fairs um, know if they have diabetes or not. A lot of them do. Um, and nobody ever wants to get on the scale for me to do, do the BMI. They're like, no, I'm going to skip that part. Uh, <laughs> a moment of truth. <laughs> that's right. And they're like, no, I'm not, not going to get on that. Do I have to get on that to get the register for the door prize? Is usually what I get. Um, <laughs> But very rarely do we, you know, get asked to come do things like hearing and vision screens. And so actually, not this past year, but the year before that, um, the United Way um, of Vicksburg asked us to come out and uh, do like a back-to-school kickoff thing. The families were coming to um, uh, pick up their backpacks that were loaded with school supplies and things like that for the children. So, of course, we offered blood pressure and blood sugar and those kinds of things. But the children, we said, you know we're not going to do a blood pressure screening on a five-year-old. You know, there's, we're not going to do that. You know, what can we offer these kids? And so we did vision and hearing on them. And it, it was astounding the number of them that, you know, did not, could not hear all of the, the, the decibels on there and could not see the things appropriately. Now, a quick and dirty screening out you know at a where there's bouncy houses and you know everything going on but those are at-risk kids that we picked up that they we, we can then get into you know a, an eye care professional or an audiologist somewhere like that and get that taken care of for them get them a good formal screening and if they've got issues get that fixed so that they can truly get back to school on the the best foot that they can can get you know it's very 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 important that we we think about the things that are affecting our our kiddos you know because a a good early start in life is going to lead to a good successful you know healthy pattern as an adult because we form our habits when we're little tiny critters (laughs) and of course that's also uh you know an emphasis of the increasing educational attainment priority Mm -hmm. is the better the further you go in school the likelihood of your being healthy right. increases dramatically. Right. And so, you know, you may not think, you know, if, uh, you know, something affecting an elementary school age child's learning ability will affect their health, mm-hmm. you know, 30 years down the road. Yeah. Well, it can. Yeah, <laughs> it absolutely can. You know, um, being a, a school nurse for a while, you know, every kid that came in, you know, they always want to get in your lap, love on you and hug on you and all that kind of stuff. So you stay sick the first, you know, <laughs> at least six months that you work in the school setting because they share everything and it's fine and it's perfect. And, you know, the first thing I always say is, you know, tell me, tell me what you want to do. You know, I don't usually say, tell me what you want to be. I say, tell me what you want to do when you grow up, you know, and they all have these amazing hopes and dreams like they all have just wonderful ideas you know some of them want to be astronauts lots of them want to be professional football players or basketball players or they want to be lawyers or doctors or teachers and these really really great things and to me it's our responsibility as a society to 
to help nurture those dreams you know um, because we we all had them when we were little you know and a lot of us don't turn out to be what we thought we you know wanted to do when we were four i wanted to be a paleontologist you know (laughs) and that which is a dinosaur person in case you don't know what that big word means out there and i was very much obsessed and you know i wrote letters to all the colleges in mississippi when i was like eight asking about their paleontology program and i didn't get any responses from any of them so that just like just tinkled on my dream right there and led me to be mad at at multiple universities Uh, but i got over it and i'm glad i'm doing what i'm doing but you know i fully intended i was going to be you know a dinosaur person for a long time and you know people indulged that you know Mm -hmm. um and it doesn't have to be you know buying me things to make me learn about dinosaurs but you know taking me to the library and you know taking me around the books to look at at those things taking me to a museum to to see those different things we've got to pour into our kiddos uh, and help them be you know what they're intended to be you know as they grow up and part of that is is being healthy healthy kids learn better healthy kids grow better and healthy kids do better and so all of the four initiatives that you've got that you've mentioned they all they're very um cyclical they all feed in to each other because you know you've got infant health as one but you can't talk about infant health without talking about mama health you know absolutely and mama health mama doesn't live in a bubble you know mama lives in the context of an entire family so when you're trying to make mama healthier you've got to look about how i make the family healthier not just mama because mama's got daddy and grandmama may live there and aunt and uncle and all of those things got to think about programs that we can build that supports the entire family structure and unit not just the one person that may be targeted as the the person of of need we all have some kind of need that we can tap into with these programs. So that's, it's very exciting to, to hear about the initiatives that you guys have going because they really do, through small little changes, can have just a tremendous impact on the overall health of, of this state. We're going to take um, another quick break. When we come back, I want to talk some more about some of those initiatives and I want to talk about y'all's social media presence because y'all have got a pretty robust social media presence that folks can can check out. If you guys want to give us a call, our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 You can send me an email at fit at mpbonline.org. We'll be back in just a few. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to 
Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell. Joining me in the studio today is DMAT Harkins and Katherine Richardson with the Mississippi State Department of Health. And we are talking about the Mississippi um, State Health Improvement Plan and the Uproot Initiative and uh, kind of sharing some uh, cool stories that other organizations and partners around the state have done, um, little changes to make big impact. And that's what um, really Uproot is all about is harnessing the power of tiny changes to make a lasting impact in the health of Mississippi. And we were talking over the break about how much we absolutely adore this state. And, you know, I have lived here my entire life, uh, born and raised, uh, grew up in Carrollton, Mississippi, um, kind of on the, on the nestling of the Delta. So sometimes I just say the Delta because people know where the Delta is, but then that makes the people that are from Carrollton very uh mad at me because <laughs> it is technically the hills um, you have to go down a big hill to get into the delta and if you've lived there uh, for any length of time your ears often pop when you go down that hill my husband's do mine do not pop so I make fun of him uh, and his uh, <laughs> flat delta ears because he he is from the delta from Greenwood um, and you know but we lived you know first chunk of our life there and then we've been here in the metro for uh, the past 16 years and truly it is one of the neatest states that there is you know I've traveled all over the country and you know around the world and it just really is a special special place you know everywhere has its its challenges and its problems and we we've got them you know um, but we've got people who are just as passionate about the state that are working on ways to make it as good as it can be so you know i don't want to say the best it can be because what is the best you know we don't have to be perfect in everything but we want to move move the needle to a better health outcome for us because there's too many of the great people of mississippi that are dealing with Things like high blood pressure and diabetes and overweight and obesity and high cholesterol and heart attacks and strokes. It doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Um, There are things that we can do um, together to address those issues and make them doable and relevant for you and your family and your community. And that's really what Uproot is about. And if you, you know, want to be inspired which, you know, it's the holiday season. Everybody's looking for the, the silver lining around things. Um, I encourage you to go to the website. Go to uprootmississippi.org or ms.org, sorry, uprootms.org, and take a look around at the stories that are there of the things that people, that people that are just like you, just you, I'm talking to you, that's listening on the radio, maybe you're in the car, driving along, sitting at home, people that are like you that are doing awesome things um, on a small scale that will have an impact on a larger scale as we adopt more and more of these things into our um, everyday life. Um, if you have a cool story to share, you always welcome to call me here at one eight seven seven mpb ring Send me an email at fit at mpbonline.org. Or if you just want to skip the middleman, even though I really enjoy hearing and reading those things, you can go directly to uprootms.org. And there is a button there that says share your story and you click on it. And you can put in um, what you're doing and someone will, will contact you to get your story up and on the website so that someone can be inspired by what it is you're doing in your community so we've talked about the um kind of four main initiatives those were not the only 
things that were identified through the state health assessment, right? There were about nine kind of bigger kind of uh, pieces to this puzzle. But, you know, anybody that's worked in, you know, building strategic initiatives, you've got to kind of divide and conquer. You know, if you try to put all your resources into all of the things that are are not great then you wind up doing not as great a job at all of those things you know right. it's kind of like taking a piece of pie and cutting it in two pieces or cutting it in 12 pieces like i want the piece of pie that's the two pieces <laughs> not the 12 pieces because it's gonna be a little sliver of pie that makes me mad so you know picking the ones that are gonna have maybe the the biggest impact or that are kind of foundational for moving the other pieces along, not saying the other ones aren't important, um, but that they will come as some of these other pieces get get laid down, right? So, you know, looking at the, the list, you know, there's improving access to care, which, you know, is a, a huge one, especially, you know, for me in, in the healthcare setting is being able to get the things that I need for my patients, um, whether it be a referral or you know, a piece of equipment or a service for them that greatly impacts you know what we're able to do. Doesn't totally squash it because I'm very creative with how I can get things <laughs> done, but um, you know that is that is a barrier and something that it's on the map. So you know it's something that's going to get going to get addressed and worked on. Um, improving sexual health is another one because you know uh, a lots of times we lead in the things that you don't necessarily want to lead in right mm-hmm. like we lead in obesity usually sometimes we kind of the past couple of years we've been kind of uh, in a war with West Virginia over who who yes. wins you know <laughs> and we just kind of <laughs> trade it back and back and forth between the two of us there but you know STIs or sexually transmitted infections that's one that we score relatively yes. high up on you know um, and so you know some of these can be you know, completely life-altering. And I mean, some of them are, you know, not great to have, can impact fertility some, but we can usually treat them with antibiotics and get you over that. But then there are ones that, you know, completely change how you're going to interact with the world moving forward, you know, um, and that are going to require lots and lots and lots of medication on a daily basis, you know, things like HIV and AIDS. But there are things that we can do to, to work on that, you know, that we can give the power back to the individual on, on doing things. You know, it's not just about you know, abstinence or condoms or any of this, you know, we've got new new tools and new weapons in, in our uh, arsenal, things like PrEP and, you know, pre-exposure prophylaxis, yes. which, um, you know, can be such an empowering tool, especially for women that may be in um, kind of power relationships where they don't have the option to use, you know, a condom or something like that. But the, here are tools that you can you can do, uh, you know, to protect yourself from uh, for health overall, and then that feeds into infant health as well, because we want babies to be born when they uh, are supposed to be born, and not, you know, prematurely. Um, which, you know, I had a preemie, and watching your little tiny one in the the NICU oh. is it's. It's one of the hardest things you'll do as a parent because it, it's like your heart is just laying there in this little tiny thing, and you want to fix it. And I was a terrible NICU mother, like those poor <laughs> sweet nurses. Like, <laughs> I should send them something for Christmas. It's been 10 years, and I should send them something because I was not nice. They had a stethoscope ready for me as soon as I walked in the NICU. They're like, here you go. Just go ahead and listen to him. Do your exam and tell me what you need. They were, they were great. But... 
um, you know, if we want to learn more about any of these things that uh, that you guys are doing, any of the, kind of these main points, I'm sure that information is available on Uproot as yes, well, it is. right? Yes. Um, and then tell me about kind of your social media stuff because I know y'all have got lots of ways that people can connect. That's not just the website. So if you want to get a little bit more interactive with things, right? Yes, our our social is kind of uh, you know kind of two part, you know. There, we have the standards, you know, to, to cater to everybody's tastes. On Facebook, we are uh, Uproot Mississippi. On the whole word, Mississippi. The whole world. The whole, whole world. Whole, so sing the song. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to teach my seven-year-old how to spell Mississippi. So we're very much in the song phase right now where we're singing the M-I-S-S-I. <laughs> humpback, humpback. That's right, humpback, humpback. Um, <laughs> on, on, on Twitter... If that's your flavor, it's uh, Uproot MS. And if you're on Instagram, it's at Uproot Mississippi, spelled out as well. And what we do on those three platforms is we're, we're sharing some of those success stories. We're sharing some of those uh, healthy choice uh, advice tips, uh, you know, the creating a culture of, of, of health, health. Uh, things such as that. And then the, the other aspect of our social media is our YouTube channel. Now, our YouTube channel has a 10-minute video on it that explains kind of how we got here, how the initiative got started, the whole point of the initiative, uh, narrated by Marsha Pollock. Um, and, uh, it's, and it's also got our, our, our own TV series, which is called Uproots Upside. Hmm. And what that is, is it's, uh, it, it, it has the state health officer uh, interviewing various uh, at, at this point it's head of agencies uh, within the state and uh, asking how their organizations are addressing the four priorities again the four priorities are improving infant health, increasing educational attainment, reducing chronic disease and create a culture of health now the three episodes that are up right now uh, include uh, Diana Mikula who is the executive director of the uh, Department of Mental Health and that's something that people frequently overlook is that mental health is part of your health. Oh, gosh, yes. It is yes. foundational to health. Every single patient I see gets a mental health evaluation at the outset. Because I can't talk to you about fruits and vegetables and exercise if we've got untreated or undertreated mental health issues. Yes. Just can. And, and it's not just, you know, stress affects your heart, but it's also things you know, your mental health can be a barrier to your exercise. Absolutely. If you, you know, if you, and I think people maybe who have not had maybe depression or, and and clinical depression, like not just, I don't, I don't feel well today or I feel down today, but it always manifests in a physical type pain where the thought of exercising, even though we know exercise works really well for depression and anxiety, you don't want to get up and, and do that, you know? And so, We've got to kind of work on maybe some, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy, maybe some medicines, maybe a combination of those two things together, kind of get you over that initial phase of that disorder and get you into, uh, then get you into an exercise plan. So I 3,000% agree you cannot overlook mental health in any type of of health initiative. Absolutely. And then uh, two other guests that we've had are uh, uh, Dr. Carrie Wright from the Department of Ed. 
and uh, Dr. Josh Mann from uh, the Office of Preventive Medicine He's at all right. UMMC. <laughs> <laughs> He's my new boss uh, since I moved over to the Department of Preventive Medicine. So I'll give him. I'll give him. He's a pretty good old fella, um, you know. And he took a chance on me and moving uh, moving me over to preventive medicine to do to do that full time. So he's a he's a cool guy, and I'm glad he's part of this initiative as well. And so, so it's a upper subside is a great way to see how other organizations are addressing the four priorities. And now with new state health officer uh, Dr. Thomas Dobbs, he's going to continue that uh, that series. So. We're excited about that. Yeah. All right. We're going to take our very last break of the hour. If you do have a question or a comment, now would be the time. That number is one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We'll be back in just a minute. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell. Joining me today have been Catherine Richardson and D. Matt Harkins with the Mississippi State Department of Health. We've been talking about Uproot um, initiative that they have, along with the um, State Health Improvement Plan. We've got just a few minutes left, and what I want to do with those uh, last few minutes is for me to hush my mouth and let them put out kind of the take-home messages and things we want to make sure people um, leave with today. So I know, Catherine, you had one for me over the break that you uh, wanted to make sure we let everybody know about. Well, I just wanted to share that even though um, ultimately they had to focus on four priority areas, that the objectives within the work plans contain some of the other issues in the state. Um, And so there are objectives around mental health. There are objectives around SDI rates. Um, so that they're continuing to be in the forefront of yeah. everyone's mind. They're not just like over here in this parking lot that nobody's even looking at. Right. They're they're being looked at. It's just not um, not the main focus, but definitely a part of the plan. All right, your turn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're on. <laughs> I just wanted to uh, uh, emphasize that uh, the folks that can go to our website to contact us are folks that are not only have an idea looking for a community partner, or you can also be a community partner looking for an idea to help kind of bring to life. And it's also, and of course, the whole point of the website is for anybody to go there and to learn about success stories so that they can get inspired to come up with a small idea that will have a big impact on their community's health. And uh, and follow us on social media, please. Yeah. So, you know, if you're a community partner that's out there and let's say you really, you know, love child health, you know, you can go to um, uprootms.org and kind of 
put that out there. I'm sure you can do the contact us situation and let them know what it is, what type of projects you're interested in. And if there's somebody out there looking to maybe do that particular type of project, but maybe they don't have this, the infrastructure support, because that, that takes a, a lot of time to build the relationships that make lasting partnerships work. Um, you can kind of partner them up, you know, right. so kind of the will and the way, you know, getting put together um, to make it actually happen. So instead of somebody just, you know, if I had the means, I would love to do something like this. There may be somebody out there with the means to do it, looking for someone who's passionate about pouring something back into their community. Right. With with the 90 statewide partners, both public and private we can we can uh we can fix you up. yeah we can find somebody <laughs> that wants to help you do something whether it be a community garden w- that you mentioned which i absolutely adore um community gardens you know from multiple perspectives not only is it providing you know fresh uh, fruits and vegetables to community members but it's also teaching a skill um you know which is very important uh, as you know children grow up we want them to have life skills we want them to know where potatoes come from and it's not from um, you know a, a fast food restaurant right. in a box or a bag. They actually come from the ground, and they look very different than how you know we ultimately get presented those things. And there are so many other skills that you can teach around a garden. You can teach cooking skills around that, which everybody when they go off to college should be able to cook a couple of things without burning down their house or setting <laughs> the pan on fire. And you know. <laughs> Built into that, then you can teach budgeting and shopping for a healthy meal on a budget because you can't grow everything, you know, and then you can teach marketing skills. So now we have all these extra fruits and vegetables. Could we sell them, you know? And, you know, now we are learning about entrepreneurship and, you know, how to balance a checkbook and make some money. So there's so many things that you can do to get involved in your community. And I just thank these guys so much for their passion for Mississippi, for helping Mississippi be the healthiest that it can be, and for coming on um, the air with me this morning and helping me reach all of you with the good things that are happening in Mississippi and um, really all around the country. There are things like this that are up and going on to be as healthy as we can be. I hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving and the holidays are right around the corner. You've been listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio and and you've been listening to me, Dr. Josie Bidwell. I'd like to thank my producer, Jay White, and all of our listeners who make our show awesome. 